0: Welcome to episode number 373. What did you watch this week? My name is Mike.
1: My name is John. And it really is episode 373.
0: I know, right? Um, next week will be 374 and then 375 and then 376 because that's how progressive <clears throat> numbers work.
1: Yeah, there was a little, for those scratching their heads, there seems to be a little glitch with the uh, podcast host that we're using where... Last week's episode was 372, but for some reason it logged it as 370, overrode our existing 370, which was our stellar Friday the 13th episode, and uh, also got rid of our 371. So I'm not sure what's going to happen this week, if this is going to post as 373, uh, but tune in and find out. It really is 373, though. I promise.
0: Yes, Indeed. so what's new with you otherwise
1: um not a whole heck of a lot uh watched some shows uh two movies one very much against my will and uh you know got a little news and trailers to talk about what
0: about you um well i watched uh I watched some shows and I watched uh, just a couple movies and a little bit of news and trailers. Um, I watched one movie that came out 20 <laughs> years ago, almost for the first time ever. Um, and that is the thing I did.
1: It's going to be interesting to talk to you about that when we get there. Yeah. Um. Oh, I'm looking back at my notes here. Uh I will say this. Oh, I'm sorry. I watched three movies. Ha ha. That's like a record for me. Um <clears throat> I will say this. Uh the winner for me this week was by far Loki. Um why's that? Did did you watch the episode six finale?
0: Yeah, it was amazing.
1: It was like So you remember last week when we talked and you asked me what I thought of Loki so far and I said it's slow and I have no idea how they're going to manage to wrap this up in one episode because they've really given us nothing this season. Yeah, I fucking take all that back like (laughs) holy shit this episode like redeemed the entire both seasons. I mean I loved it. I'm assuming you loved it as well, given that you said that it was amazing.
0: I, I did absolutely love it. I, I, you know, um, so at the end of episode five, essentially it was the the, the insurmountable odds. Yeah. Nothing that he's going to do is going to change what's going to happen. He keeps trying to zap back in time. And, and so in this episode, which is called glorious purpose, <laughs> Um, We see Loki doing his time slip and he learns how to control it. Um, And he's trying to fix the loom and how many, I don't know how many times he did it, but like he goes back and he tries to get he who remains or sorry, uh, Victor timely to to get down to the platform to do what they need to do. Thousands, if not hundreds of thousands of times, basically. Cause he's like, what do, how long is it going to take me to learn everything that I need to know from you about this? you know uh about to ob and he's like centuries and then it says centuries later and you got to figure all of that took place
1: each one of those interactions took place in what maybe 10 minutes maximum right yes yeah so there's six of those in an hour there's 24 hours in a day if this went on for centuries yeah it's astronomical
0: The patience he demonstrated is is akin to um, the doctor trying to punch his way out of the diamonds.
1: Yes.
0: (laughs) Yes, it is. Yeah. I mean, like, because it took him centuries and then it failed. Like how soul crushing must that have been?
1: So I just did the quick math. If if it was a 10 minute span and he was doing it repeatedly because he's not taking a nap. He's not sleeping. He's slipping through time. So, a 10-minute span in one year's time, he would have done this 52,560 times. Jeez, bro. So, even if it was only one century, that means that he would have done it 5,256,000 times. Jeez. How do you not go insane?
0: So, then he ends up trying, and then we get to see the cut seems like, all right, now I have to stop Sylvie from killing... Uh, he who remains and we see time after time after time after time after time after time after time, after time. and I like the fact returns he turns to he remains at one point and goes like why do you just let her kill you do something and he does yeah and then he freezes time and he's like oh yeah um, I, I'm letting her kill me because I'm going to reincarnate and that's how we're going <laughs> to we're going to kick this off so yeah I'm just going to let her kill me like you're going to have to kill her to stop me basically and
1: I like how he was like, Excuse Oh, me. I figured by now you would have figured out how to stop time. Huh?
0: Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, what makes you think this is the first time we've had this conversation? Oh, right. Like dude, he throws the it mic back at him.
1: from that.
0: Yeah. Fucking... Yeah. And, and I don't know, basically like it's so brilliant. I think people need to go watch it. Remember how we raved and raved in the first season when like old man Loki and the music and his, you know, when he was battling everything to try and, you know, uh, give them, you know, give them time to do what they needed to do. Like this end scene here, when, when Loki finally, like after going back to himself, when Mobius first captured him at the the time Bureau and talks to him, TVA, I mean, and talks to him. And he's just like, like, I don't know. It's just so good. It's like, well, how do you like make these decisions? And Mobius tells a story about how he and a partner went to this world and they were supposed to kill this eight-year-old kid, and he didn't, and that his partner, you know, and they didn't. This this time agent froze. And because of that brief hesitation, like, thousands of people died. Mm-hmm. But his partner did what needed to be done. Yep. And, you know, Loki figured out, like, so how did you feel when Renslayer did that? Like, I, it was just, it was brilliantly done, and then Loki does the ultimate sacrifice. Mm-hmm. And he so what did he do exactly, though? Like, did he became like the new loom? Is he the loom? Technically, he is the center
1: of the multiverse. He is whatever you would call the loom. But more importantly than that, he it was like a self-fulfilling prophecy. In effect. he became essentially Yggdrasil, the, the world tree. Like he sits at the middle of every timeline, every possible reality, and he holds them together. Um, He basically took on the mantle of, uh, in the comics, he was called the God of stories uh, rather than the God of mischief. And uh, yeah, he, he is now the crux point for all of that. But as Julia and I were talking, she's like, you know, so is that it? He's just stuck outside of reality. And I was like, no, No, he's fucking Loki in his heart. So, you know, like every one of those strands that he grabbed, he infused it with his magic. Like it glowed green because he was infusing it. So he can and will insert himself on any timeline he so wants.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, it was brilliantly done. The TVA is now monitoring all the branches. Um, well, what did you think about when Bobius um, reports one of the, the, the He Who Remains variants being stopped at Earth-616 adjacent realm?
1: Yeah, the quantum realm. Quantumania. Yeah,
0: <laughs> but, yeah, so, yeah. so that was kind of neat. So, like, is that how they're writing him out of the show now?
1: Could be. It could be, because they said that there are a lot of the variants out there, but none of them know that we exist.
0: Um. OB and Victor Timely write a new TVA handbook. Yes. <laughs> um, well, no, we see it wasn't really one Victor timeline. Timely. Yeah, yeah. Correct, yeah. Uh, and In another timeline, he does not receive the TVA handbook in 1963, 1863. Yeah. Uh, Renslayer wakes up in the void in the mid-credit scene.
1: <laughs> yeah. Just about and, to get eaten uh, by the big guard dog from the looks of yep. it.
0: And Mobius retires, and he's going to go apparently watch uh, Don and his children creepily. Mm. And Sylvie's going to go off and do her thing. Yep. Yeah. yeah. What a uh, um, what a character w- arc for Loki. Oh, trem- Like this, this, this episode changed his character from everything we've seen previously, and that includes the movies, like. He was in yeah, like
1: literally everything we've seen previously. Yeah. He he went from being mischievous in Thor and kind of the, you know, the sort of villain. He has he was a major foil. He was the villain of the First Avengers movie. Um he's been a prick, a dick, a douchebag um and <clears throat> now he is literally the center of the multiverse. Yeah. Which because what, he did it, you know, it selflessly. You know, that's the other thing is he didn't do this yes. just for personal gain.
0: Yeah, he absolutely did do it. Self, uh selflessly,
1: he always said he was, you know, burdened with glorious purpose. Well, this is a pretty glorious purpose. It really is. They, they took somebody who was a villain and turned him into the ultimate hero. Essentially.
0: I am very excited for season three to see what happens.
1: Me too.
0: Yeah, yeah. I'm very excited to see what happens with season three. I'm very excited. I mean, like, I know you went and saw the Marvels. Um, I'm sure yes. we'll talk about that later, but I know we can't talk a whole lot about it. But I'm I'm interested to see how it affects the rest of the movies, or mm-hmm. are we not going to be in the multiverse anymore? Right. Are we just going to put it to bed? Um, mm. Yeah. Uh, I guess we'll see. Yeah. Um
1: definitely my choice though for winner of the week. This fucking I was so blown away by the fact that last week I was like, ugh, this is annoying. They're not doing anything. And then they pulled this shit and uh it it wasn't just, oh okay, they did a good job. This just blew me away when he's talking with Mobius, like you said, he goes back to when he was first abducted and taken yes. to the TVA. And he starts talking to Mobius of having knowledge that he shouldn't have. I love how Mobius, the most out of character he was, just literally said, oh, somebody got a uh, hold of the playlist a little early. And then he yeah. just rolled with everything else. He never sat there like, how are you doing this? What, what are you talking about? What do you know that I don't – like he just rolled with the whole thing. Um, and that was brilliant. I loved that uh, because that was very in character for who Mobius is. Like the banter, the wit – he just stuck right with it and i love that
0: yeah uh, yeah it really finished strong like it finished very strong
1: and this is probably the longest character arc that we've had for anyone in the mcu
0: because this whole season really was a giant low character arc
1: mm-hmm. yep you know Although I have I forgot to say this the past couple of times that we've talked about this, but it has to be said. I don't know who it was, whether it was wardrobe, hair, whoever. Somebody decided that this season the best choice for Sylvie was that mullet.
0: Yeah, that wasn't good. That
1: wasn't a great choice. That person needs to be fired. Like, I don't know what they were thinking. That is the worst decision I have seen in a long time for that kind of a stop. What were they thinking? And she committed to it through the whole thing to the point where when we saw the the fight with her and he who remains, it was jarring to see how her hair used to look. Don't get me wrong. It would have looked terrible on anyone the the style itself you pick that up and put it on anybody else it's still going to look terrible nobody should be forced to be, to wear something like that so now i feel better having said that
0: so we don't have another disney series until january when we have echo yep and they're dropping all 5 episodes on the same day
1: oh wow only 5 episodes
0: yeah no, oh. I no, I didn't say five. They're dropping all episodes on the same day. I don't know okay. how many there is. Okay. But they're dropping all the episodes on the same day. Okay. All right. Oh, I watched a new show. I watched two episodes of Colin from Accounts. Oh, Was is it good? It looked good. Um, yeah, it is. It is good. It's weird though, because all the episodes were released, but they only had two episodes up. Oh that's weird on the old uh paramount plus so I'm hoping they put more up thing it only it's only been four days so who knows um It says set in Sydney, Australia, centered on Ashley and Gordon, two singles who are brought together by a car accident and an injured dog whom they named Colin. Ashley and Gordon are flawed, funny people who choose each other after being brave enough to show their true selves, scars and all in their native life. And and as they navigate their life together. So it's real husband and wife team that created the show and write and star in the show. Hmm. Okay. Um. I enjoyed the first two episodes. It is a little, it's, it's interesting because essentially a uh, guy is distracted by girl and crosswalk and then accidentally hits a dog. And then he kind of blames her for distracting him. And she kind of like, well, it's not really my fault and this and that and everything. And, um, they take it to the vet and I'm not really spoiling anything.
1: No, uh, but, this is all in the trailer.
0: Yeah. They take it to the vet and essentially their option is to put it to sleep or, have a special needs dog that's going to cost like 12 grand to fix and they can't bring themselves to put to sleep. So now they're kind of stuck together. And then of course there's hijinks on both sides and they're both single and will they won't they. And, um, yeah, yeah, it's pretty solid. I enjoy it. I'm going to keep checking it out. Okay. Yeah. I threw it on, I threw it on, on a lurch, if you will.
1: Hmm. I uh, I had seen the trailer for it, and I've seen a couple of promos, and I did want to check it out.
0: Yeah.
1: <sighs> what else? Um, I will say this: we finished Wolf Like Me.
0: Okay. So how did you? So okay, obviously she's pregnant through the whole season. Yep. She wants to run away multiple times. Is yep. did that annoy you at all? Yes. Um, her, 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 Yeah,
1: there were a number of things that annoyed me. Um, There were at least two or three episodes in a row where it felt like in a 25 minute episode,
0: there's seven episodes.
1: Yeah, we start off with everything's hunky dory. Everybody loves everybody else. Then we get a major conflict. Nobody can trust each other. Everybody is mad at everybody. And then something happens and it all gets resolved. We get a Disney ending in the entire like 25 minute episode. And this happened multiple times. So that was a bit distracting for me and didn't really feel too realistic.
0: Um, um, go ahead. What did you think of the absolutely insurmountable odds ending to the season?
1: <coughs> um, they really painted themselves into a corner because oh, yeah, I, it, I mean, She's already being questioned. Well, they're both being questioned for homicide, murder, whatever it is down yeah. in Australia. Um, she, they, they yeah. impounded her car. Cause they had a warrant, um, with a loaded gun in the hand in, in the yeah, uh, she has glove, a legal glove
0: in the gun box. And he's like, why do you, why do you have that? Well, in case I tried to eat our baby and you wanted to sh- and so you could shoot me in the head and kill me. Yeah.
1: Um, and she bought it out of the back of a guy's car. So, you know, that right. it's illegal. Um, They fled the hospital, even though she needed a cesarean. Um, The, the, the daughter was about to be kidnapped by his sister-in-law, you know, the sister of his dead wife. So they were trying to kidnap his daughter and he really was not fighting back hard. Like he was trying to get past this woman, which it's Josh Gad. He could knock her over easily. And he was like, no, no, don't take my daughter. Um the uh and then fleeing the hospital, stealing an ambulance, using the sirens, almost running people over repeatedly.
0: This was farcical. This was gross. Like While she's in mid-transformation in the back yep, of the ambulance. Yep.
1: And then uh getting back to the house so that she can lock herself in the basement. Um and then the house is surrounded by the police, lights blaring because oh they just committed what in the United States would be several felonies. Right.
0: Like Um, how are they gonna explain this one?
1: Yeah. How do they get out of this one? This is I feel like uh this is one of those moments that Kathy Bates's character in misery was talking about. You know, we're gonna come back and it's gonna be like uh like all swept under the rug in one episode or something.
0: Um the episode where her professor comes back or her former, you know, whatever, (laughs) after she yeah. Yep. The guy that she turned by accident. Yep. When he comes back, I hated Josh Gad's character suddenly being like a little child of like, well, did you have sex with him in the past? Um, you're, <laughs> you have a child. You're yeah. in your thirties, maybe you're forty. Yeah. Uh, your your girl, your fiance is thirty, maybe forty. She was married in the past. Yeah. Uh, guess what? You have both have had sex with other people. Why are you being so insecure all of a sudden? Like that's right. stupid shit. Yeah. That annoyed me. Yep. I that, agree that completely. That was that's. Lazy riding, unnecessary, like, like just absurd, like really and, just absurd. And for him now, to then be like,
1: "And you fucked him. You two fucked so much as wolves because he's still got it in his head that she's conscious while she's a wolf and that she well, understands. Because,
0: because she, he, when she was a wolf and she saved them from the two guys at the end of the first season, he's like, I saw that you recognize that. Uh-huh. Like he's Rather, he's convinced himself of that or not, I don't know. But in his mind, she, even though he says she says repeatedly, I have no memory of what happens when I'm a wolf. You know, um, I didn't eat but you. Yeah. I just ate that guy's head. Right. But like, here's the thing: the him being very upset about what about them having sex while they were in werewolf form. Mm-hmm. That I believe. Like that. That I believe. You know, like that insecurity, sure, absolutely. You know, yeah. Um,
1: but also, if they're unaware, so this would this would be a difference oh, if, if they had purposely, yeah. If they purposely went out and got drunk and then fucked around, absolutely, be pissed. You know, oh, yeah. I was too drunk, I didn't know what I was doing. Okay, but you put yourself in that position. In this case, it's a disease that transforms them. And they have right. no memory afterwards. They have no but memory of,
0: I am more accepting of him being emotionally r- irrational about yes. them having sex in wolf form. than I am about him being emotionally irrational about, well, did you have sex with him once upon a time before I yes. even knew you existed? I like, can, I'm yes, way I can more that. on board with him being emotionally irrational, or, or, you know, emotionally irrational with them having sex in wolf form than anything. Um, But yeah, they've definitely painted themselves in quite the corner. Mm-hmm. Um. I Kate and I watched the first episode of Bass Reeves or Lawman Bass Reeves or whatever you want to call it on uh, Paramount Plus. It's a Taylor Sheridan series. Are you familiar with this? No. Well, you know who that Taylor Sheridan fella is, right? No. I don't think so. He made, um, really? Okay. Uh, That surprises me. Well, no, because he's created Yellowstone and the mayor of Kingstown in 1883 and Tulsa King in
1: 1923. And so Tulsa King, I have watched. The rest of them
0: I have not watched and have no interest in. But, but you're familiar with that. You've heard of Yellowstone. Okay.
1: Yes. I've heard of all those things. You know what I mean? I, but, like, if I was watching all those shows, then I probably would take note of who was okay. doing them.
0: Fair enough. Yeah. So, it's a Taylor Sheridan period movie, which I have never watched Yellowstone. Kate says I wouldn't like it. I shouldn't bother watching it now because, um, yeah, I just shouldn't bother okay. watching it now <laughs> because, um uh, I, words and things. I wish I could think of them. Just give me two seconds. Sure. Oh, there's too much drama right now. Like at first it was great, but now it's, there's just way too much drama. Okay. Uh, Mayor of Kingstown. Um, we I watched a couple episodes of that. Didn't really get into it. I liked 1883, Tulsa King in 1923, and so far Lawman Bass Reeves is really good. Okay. Yeah. Um, I'm a big fan of that. Um. Oh, and by the way, he wrote the script to uh, Sicario.
1: Okay, the original or the second one?
0: The uh, well, the first one.
1: Because then there was like Sicario, Day of the Soldado.
0: Yeah, I don't know if he did that one or not, but I'm just he won because I'm just scrolling through and he won a uh, he won a Writers Guild of America Award for Best Original Screenplay. Yeah, let's see here. Hold on a second. Uh, well. Let's see here. Writer. Let's see here. Sicario. Hello. Ah, He wrote Sicario day of the Salado as well. So there's that anyway. So lawman Bass Reeves, it's a true story or based on the life of Bass Reeves, who was a slave in the South. And then after the civil war, uh, was actually became a deputy U.S. marshal, and he spent the majority of his life as a lawman <clears throat> down in Arkansas in the 1860s, and he died in 1910. And so this is basically his life, from how he got away from his his master, who was a major in the uh, in the Confederate Army, to how he became rose up and became a deputy U.S. marshal in in the South of all places.
1: Okay.
0: First episode was great. I think there's only three or four episodes. Oh wow! watch the yeah, it's it's a mini series, not so much a television series. Okay. Well if you like westerns and you like Tara Sheridan's other stuff, you'll 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 like this.
1: Okay. Like I said, the only one so that I've seen is uh, Tulsa King.
0: Yeah, fair enough. There's another show that I want to watch at some point. Um. Well, it looks like there's only three parts. Well, now it's saying new episode every Sunday. But I also have here that it's the other day on Paramount and said, watch the season finale on Sunday. Uh-oh. Which was previously. Mm. Um, Interesting. But anyways, yeah, no, if you like Westerns and, and you like his other stuff, you'll probably like this a lot. So.
1: Okay. Cool.
0: Um, um, I caught, caught up on quantum leap. Ah,
1: tell me your thoughts. But if, you,
0: if you want to talk about something else instead, go right. No, no.
1: Nope. Cause I think we've only got a couple other shows to talk about.
0: I didn't watch anything else. TV show wise. You didn't watch any invincible. I did not watch any invincible. Cause okay. I caught up on quantum leap. Gotcha. And I had, I was away last Thursday night. I worked evening shift last week on Tuesday uh, unexpectedly Thursday. I stayed the night down at the Samuset taught teaching a class to my wife. I, I taught a class Saturday, Friday morning. Ooh, my wife stayed with me down in the Samuset in Rockland. We've never stayed. It was nice to stay there. I would never pay to stay there because it's not, <laughs> it's too pricey for what I think you get for it. So it's not, yeah. Uh, I'd rather go stay the night in Freeport and spend the same money and be able to walk around the shops. Anyhow, uh, Taught a class Friday morning. Saturday night, I went to the Rasslands. So, yeah, I didn't watch any Invincible. I caught, caught up on Quantum Leap. I watched a couple episodes of Calling from Accounts. I watched three movies and then the other shows we spoke about.
1: Nice. Um, I will say that so, we, uh, before we get into Quantum Leap, then I'll just say that we uh, did some more Doctor Who. Uh, we are basically finished. With the second of the last season, Um, we did that whole arc that involves uh, Mary Shelley's Frankenstein being the inspiration or the Cybermen being the inspiration for Mary Shelley's Frankenstein, um, seeing the the full story behind the timeless child um, culminating in you know, what's to be the seasonal episode. Cause you know, they stopped doing the Christmas episodes during Chibnall's run. So the seasonal episode, and then we're done with this season. And then we've got six parts of flux and three specials. And then we're caught up in time for the, uh, the premiere of the next special. So that'll be exciting. Um, and I've got to say this invincible is fucking amazing. This show is so good. Um, and the first episode back, I'm just going to spoil it right out, not spoiling the story, but you know yeah. how the one thing with Invincible in the first season is they'd be, they, you just watch the episode, you're just watching the episode, you're jamming along, and then, like, Mark would say, I don't know, I was thinking, like, and before he could say Invincible, you get the title card, and you get Spray of Blood. And yep. And it was always that somebody was about to say Invincible. Maybe that kid really is. And then you get the title card that says Invincible and a spray of blood. And it kept getting more sprayed with blood. First episode of the second season. People are talking. They're like, maybe we should call Invincible. And there's no title card. And you're like, what the fuck? And it happens like three or four times during the episode. It's like a cock tease. It's like they keep teasing you with it because you're expecting people to say, you know, build right up to it, and then instead of hearing the word, you're supposed to see the title card. Um, yeah, it was fun. It was fun as hell. It drove me nuts. It was edging, and I loved it. So, uh, but the the show is great. Two episodes into this season, that's all that's been released so far, and uh, I love it. Can't wait for more. I, I'm definitely looking forward to every episode every week. But yeah
0: yeah there is um very few shows on t v right now because with the strike, there's nothing new and except a bunch of reality stuff which I don't typically watch
1: yeah, I haven't um, really been watching
0: any of it either. Like We're using we the time did a doctor <laughs> We did watch the first episode of Oak Island Oh dude, rough. Like, it's amazing how we used to love to look forward to watching this every single week in yeah. the last couple seasons. has just been kind of depressing. Yeah. And it's almost like we could skip episodes because they're just going to recap everything the next episode, like all the important stuff. Yeah, And it's like, oh, good. I didn't have to watch all of this to just see this type of thing. <laughs> so, yeah, it was a struggle.
1: I'm sorry. Uh, it's all right.
0: So we have 3 episodes of Quantum Leap to discuss. Yeah. And I guess my biggest thing is what what is what was it you were looking for me to take away from this? Cuz like you so, seemed like there was something that like you I really you really wanted me to take away from it. So in one episode, I can't remember
1: which one it was. It was not the most recent one, but um Magic was talking to the new boyfriend there and he basically had a theory and now it's been a couple of weeks so i'm not going to get it completely right but he had a theory about the possibility that the quantum leap engine runs on whatever it is like hope or or
0: no it wasn't magic it was tom right tom was talking to magic and oh i'm sorry yeah, yes basically i was the saying quantum the new leap boyfriend i couldn't remember his name yeah, the quantum leap accelerator runs on sacrifice. Yes, that's what like it was. The sacrifice of Sam Beckett and now the sacrifice of Ben is what actually makes the quantum leap accelerator run. So and it's theirs, and, and without their sacrifice, it wouldn't run. Like that. Yeah, they are pretty pretty st- stuck on that.
1: And the interesting thing about that is that, um, if that's the case, then it basically means that
0: he will never come home like sam well, that, will never yeah come home. right just like that's the thing right like so he seemed optimistic like if that's what it runs on then how can we fix that but maybe they'll never fix that yeah i want to i want to i want to sam beckett cameo so bad oh god i
1: so the last episode there where they brought al's wife back in with the original actress um yeah i had seen headlines that were like talking about the cameo in the most recent quantum leap and, and uh, what this means for the future of Sam Beckett. And I'm like, Holy shit. Like I saw these headlines before I saw the episode and I'm like, fuck, that's a spoiler. But did we just get Sam Beckett? And then I watched the episode and I'm like, I never saw Sam. And I went back and researched it that remember I told you I had to look something up and I was like, fuck, that's what they were talking about.
0: Yeah. So it's kind of neat. Like Al's wife is now with magic. Magic became an alcoholic when Ben disappeared. And she's there. She's the one that pulled him out of it, and she's there to support him, and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So that's that's nice. Which and she there's a personal a tie couple. to that
1: because that's what Al did as well.
0: Yeah, she's Sam. like, when you, I can't do this again. Al did the same thing when he lost Sam. I can't see you doing this with Ben, you know. So I get yeah. that. Yep. Um. You know, we dealt with Ben not listening to Addison being upset with Addison uh, doing what, you know, just disagreeing with her, disagree with her because, you know, he's just looking at from his point of view, which I don't know which episode this happens. I can't remember if it's episode the Lonely Hearts Club or One Night in Koreatown. No, it had to be the Lonely Hearts Club. It was the Lonely Hearts, yeah. yeah. Because One Night in Koreatown, magic is Sam's hologram, where basically he's just like, you left me. Like, I was go- for you. I was gone for three years. For me, it was three seconds. Mm-hmm. And when I come, you know, and then all of a sudden, like, and it's, you know, like, <sighs> Addison had time to deal with it. You know what <laughs> I mean? She had time. Yes, she mourned, she grieved, she did what she did, but she's also had three years to deal with her emotions, how she feels about it. Ben is not. And it's right. a little unfair for her to expect him to be okay with it. Mm-hmm. When he basically said no time to deal with his emotions on this. Yeah. So because he unloads on her, but then she unloads on him. And I thought that was a little unfair. And he was a little too understanding because, again, she's had three years to deal with this. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And, and he's had three seconds. Mm-hmm. Um. So that was that I found that a little bit annoying, but it did establish him saying to her you can't be my hologram. And so magic was this episode. I I suspect she'll come back sooner than later as the hologram, but, uh,
1: I'm still waiting for the reveal that Tom is a villain of some sort. It just feels like the natural move.
0: It does, but he has been kind and he has been like, um, thoughtful and actually genuinely concerned about Ben. And he understands that they used to date. Yeah, he seems to be handling their relationship better than either one of them are. Absolutely. And which if, also, again, would set him up as being the big <laughs> villain. Yeah. If I was a storyteller, yeah, do it in a D&D
1: campaign. Give them a nice yeah. NPC who's helpful, knows their way around the town, only wants to do good, you know, lost their parents at a young age. Oh, we're going to look out for you. And it turns out that they are the villain.
0: Did we ever determine the evil leaper from the last season? Like, yes, we knew who it was, but did we ever determine how that person leap, leapt?
1: Yeah, the you're talking the uh, the guy who kept running into him, who knew him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it was uh, he was there from the future because basically in the future they realized that um, quantum leap was responsible for something. Right, and something but- went wrong, and so he was there from further in the future, sent back on a mission to make sure that this technology could never be used.
0: Was that ever actually resolved? Uh, he's gone.
1: That's the only resolution that I'm aware of. Like dead. He's gone or. Yes. Yeah. Yes. He was killed. Okay. And that's right. And jumped into the accelerator.
0: Yes, that's right. That's right. That's right. That's right. Yes. Okay. All right. um, so episode 3 Close Encounters the main storyline is that Ben is uh, an investigator for Project Sign investigating uh aliens uh, in 1948 or whatever it was. Uh, mm-hmm. I absolutely loved this episode. I thought it was fantastic. Um I did too except I, for the very end. I felt that it was too easy. Uh I know, but I I I thought it was a great nod, you know like hey there's some abandoned my There's abandoned airfield in Groom Lake. You know, go go over there. I believe they call it Area Fifty One. I was just yeah. like cheesy, <laughs> um, but I liked it. I thought it was a great episode dealing with aliens and UFOs and government cover-ups and conspiracies and whatnot. I thought it was great. I enjoyed it thoroughly. Yeah. Um, the Lonely Hearts Club. I actually found this to be a bit annoying, but essentially we needed their relationship on the TV. To yeah. kind of counteract the relationship between Ben and Addison and their real life, quote unquote. Um, yeah, so we basically got to see his failed relationship and him trying to get together with his daughter and on and on and on. So that way, Ben and Addison could have their explosion at the end. Mm-hmm. Um, it was it wasn't a bad story, but it was just it was a prop to further Ben and Addison's story. And I also
1: piggybacking on what you were saying about you know the whole ben and addison thing i agree completely like he hasn't had the time to grieve process his feel, etc but also yeah. in the end he apologized to her and basically was like but you can't be my hologram and like she never came to that realization. She never accepted the fact that he is still grieving and hasn't had to.
0: No, she didn't. She's like, I can't not be his hologram. I can't desert him twice. That yeah. would crush him. Yeah. Yeah. They were both. Yeah. Focused on. Yeah. Yeah. Um, The one night in Korea town, this is the LA riots from the Rodney King beating. We have Oof. the trial results. Um, Yeah. Um, Magic goes back to his experiences in the summer of 67. With yep. the race riots that happened down the south and how it affected him. So he kinda has a flashback. So he's like, I, I can't do this. And then of course, but he does at the end. Um yeah, I thought it was I thought it was a good story. You know, it's um Korean father and his two sons, they own a shoe store. Uh one son's gonna go in the military, the other Ben's character, the other son, his buddy, who his father thinks is a thief and bested, wants him to uh they want to make their own shoe line and on and on and on and, and That was a good story. I did like, cause I feel like we haven't get, we don't get this enough. Like they gave us a summary at the end. Like we're in the ambulance going to the hospital and it's like, is he going to make it? And he's like, yeah, he's going to make it as a matter of fact, you know, like I feel like we haven't gotten some good summaries. Like we got this episode. Yeah. Cause I always look forward to the end of quantum leap The positive summaries. Like I would have liked the summary on the, the nurse who got stuck at the store with them because of the riots and her car getting torched. Yeah. I would have loved to have known something positive happened with her.
1: Yeah. Or the, um, the waitress lady in the, uh, diner back in the, uh, alien one. Like I thought she was going to turn out to be somebody who helped start the, you know, the foundation of quantum leap or something. Yeah. I actually, I kept expecting her to turn out to be, uh, an evil leaper. Like it would have been a perfect thing, a female, uh, who's got an awful lot of knowledge? She's uh, brilliant head on her shoulders. Seems a little bit too out of place for the area that she's in. Um, gets along really well with Ben. I, I I was like waiting for that to be the reveal. Wait, like, are we talking
0: about? Out. Oh wait wait, are we talking about the the nurse from the Koreatown episode? Or are we talking about the uh, the the uh, waitress at uh, closure encounters? the waitress at close okay because that's that's what i thought you were talking about but yeah. we had just been talking about koreatown so i'm like okay no yes, you, were saying I, you that, know what
1: you were saying the koreatown oh, yeah. we we should have gotten more on her and i was like yeah i was waiting for the other one too so
0: yeah so but yeah no i i i enjoyed these episodes i'm glad to be caught up um yeah real glad to be caught up finally
1: yeah and uh like i said Last week, you know, it was a bit of a spoiler, but still, it probably enhanced your enjoyment knowing that that was the same actress who played Al's wife in the original series. And
0: yes, it did. Yes, it did. Absolutely. Yep. <clears throat> did you uh, um, have any other TV shows to chitty chat about? Um,
1: I don't think so. Uh, we're not really doing much on Naked Attraction uh, you know, we pop it on every now and then, but we're trying to focus solely on getting through Doctor Who right now so that we're caught up on that. And then, yeah. like, there's a number of shows that we want to start, like Blue Eye Samurai on Netflix has been getting fucking rave reviews. And I really want to check it out. Samurai. Yeah, it's an anime about a uh, woman who goes on a path of revenge in samurai times. It's it looks amazing. It's getting hugely good reviews. Really want to check it out, but we're holding off on that until we're caught up on doctor. There's a few shows like that that we're like, Oh, I really want to watch this, but let's wait. So
0: yeah. Okay. So movies. Yeah, I got three. That's light for you. Wait a second. Do I have a fourth? When did I watch that one? I don't know. So I know I talked about when evil lurks a couple weeks ago. Yeah. You know, uh, did I talk about the other movie I watched or the same director? Maybe. I Don't remember. It was called uh, terrified. I talked about that last week?
1: I honestly don't remember.
0: Well, anyways, I'll talk about it real quick cuz I can't remember if I talked about it last week either, but Terrified, uh basically it's an Argentine horror film, it's in Spanish again, it's by the same episode of uh, by the same writer and director that did uh When Evil Lurks, which is getting great reviews right now. Um this one here, again this is um a uh, supernatural type element, like almost like, a, yes, I did talk about it last week. It's like not really a haunted house, but it's like, there's yes. ghosts lurking in this house. Yeah. It's really effed up scenes. Yeah. Okay. okay. I didn't talk about that. Yeah. Uh, I found another one on shutter. Uh, it's okay. called ruin me. Ruin. No ruin Me. Okay. Like R U I N. Yeah. Uh, Alexandra reluctantly tags along for a slasher sleep out, an extreme event that is part camping trip, part haunted house part escape room but when the fun turns deadly alex has to play the game if she wants to make it out alive um okay. it was decent i enjoyed it uh, basically it's this uh, troubled girl and her boyfriend she's she's got some some personal demons she's dealing with and they it, her boyfriend and his friend were supposed to go on this um like not a live action role play but this adventure where you pay for tickets for this. This company arranges this for you to like, kind of go trucking through the woods and they do give you a mission to go on, but like they have scares along the way and you know, it's, it's almost like a murder mystery type thing. And, um, uh, you have to avoid like the slasher killer slash killer that's in the woods. And, okay. um, yeah. And of course things don't go the way they want. And, um, Shocking. Yeah. It's actually a pretty solid flick. Like, it's low budget. But the story's pretty decent. And uh, it was on Shutter, and I I enjoyed it. So I, I, it's, it's worth your time. Okay. I, I watched Mean Girls for the first time ever in my life because my wife was like, I can't believe you haven't seen this. We should watch it. So I watched it.
1: The number of times that I've talked about this, the number of times that I've, you know, made reference to October 3rd, like, I couldn't, when you said, I'm watching it for the first time, I didn't realize you had never seen this.
0: Yeah, yeah. No, I've never. I've I'd seen like I I'd, I'd heard of I'd seen scenes or clips or whatever it was, and and um, it wasn't kind of what I expected, but it was. Okay. Like I thought, like Lindsay Lohan is the new girl in school who becomes a mean girl, but not really. And then they 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 rip her life apart, and so then she gets revenge. And that's kind of what happened, but it's not, it didn't happen the way I thought it was going to happen. Mm-hmm. You know, like, I'm not spoiling anything, but like. The, Dude, the movie's like 20 something years old. Right. The fact that she became like the leader of the plastics. I didn't see that. Um, her eventual redemption story wasn't as good as I thought it would be because uh, the 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 meanest, nastiest girl by the end wasn't really a mean, nasty girl either, which doesn't make any sense because that's not really a good redemption story because the redemption is the bad person gets gets what's coming to them and the good person wins in this case, kind of everybody kind of won or learned a lesson. so it was a little different. Um, mm-hmm. I'm glad to have finally watched it. I didn't dislike the movie. I thought it was good. I just I don't have a need to watch it again any day soon, okay. I can accept that. You know, uh, the new one. Will I check that out? Sure. Sure. I will. Uh, but, um, it's
1: essentially the same story just in a musical form and with updated, you know, cause I'm sure that as you're watching it, you're like, huh? Yep. This is 20 years old. Yes.
0: Yeah. There's certain aspects that didn't age kind of well. Um, but, uh, tis what it is
1: fun fact for you uh Tim meadows arm in that that was yeah. not part of the script uh he broke his arm before filming this and so they had to oh in fact i think if i remember correctly he got the the cast off part way through filming so they made a fake cast and put it on him so that it would be consistent with the whole yeah. thing
0: Yeah. um and then, did you watch any movies? You said you had three. What did you got? Yeah, I got one more. Well, I will say this real quick
1: uh, about me Girls. Um, you're right. Like this was not a traditional. Oh, it's a redemptive story, and you know the the villain becomes penitent, or the villain gets what's coming to them. It was yeah. the the whole point of the story was that you know that time of a girl's life is rough and they tend to spend too much of it. Or in this case, you know, at that time period, they were spending too much of it, hating on each other, being mean to each other um, because all of them were going through shit and none of them were happy where they were. You know, Regina ending up on the lacrosse team and being a jock, it wasn't as much of a celebration or like a reward for her. It was more that this is what I really wanted all along. You know, this feels more natural to who I am. Um,
0: and none of the jocks were even afraid of her anyways. Yeah. yeah.
1: <laughs> um, so yeah, it's, it's less about redemption, more about finding your place, you know, finding where you yep. belong. Uh, lots of, I guess, star power, you know, Lizzie Kaplan was in there. Um, all the uh, girls Am- were,
0: uh, Amanda Seyfried, yep. Lindsay Lohan, uh, not Lacey Amber. Chabert. Yeah. What's another one? rachel mcadams rachel mcadams um, rachel McAdams,
1: um yeah. tim meadows neil flynn was in there Tina fey on a gas yeah um okay so for my movies I, i'm going to go kind of in an odd order so the other night we wanted to have like a an in movie night we're like oh let's just curl up in bed and watch a movie we'd seen a preview for one on um netflix called happiness for beginners and um yeah it's a good fun decent sweet uplifting movie um it's got ellie kemper who played kimmy schmidt and it's also got mateo from superstore in there yep and uh surprise surprise he's playing the gay best friend but it's um basically she's getting divorced from her husband they've been together for like six years but it's it's one of those divorces where he's still clinging. He's still messaging her and sending her voicemails and Facetimes. And he's like, Oh, I want to get back together. Come on, let's do it. You could tell that for these six years, it's been on again, off again. He's a dick, but not even like an overt dick, just like a, you suck kind of person. So she's finalizing her divorce and she's like, I'm going to go on this hike on the Appalachian trail. And with a group of people. It's one of those like guided tour type things. Mm-hmm. So uh, a random group of people plus one that she knows from before. Um, it's a good movie. It's fun. It's predictable. It, it's definitely predictable. There is nothing in this. That's going to shock you, but yeah,
0: Kate and I watched it a few months ago when it came oh, okay. out. Oh, it came out months ago. Yeah. July.
1: Oh, okay. Um, I still, yeah. I thought it was good. It was enjoyable. Um, beautiful scenery. Made me want to hike yeah, I, the Appalachian Trail.
0: Yeah, I think this takes place in Connecticut. Uh or yes. they even filmed it there as well. New York. But yeah, no, it, yeah. Yeah. It it is a good flick. It, it is a solid flick. Um yeah. You know, the the I like the trail leader who's young and so everyone makes fun <laughs> of him for being young. Uh-huh. but He actually knows what he's doing and Um Yeah, I mean like and again, she she did the faux pas. Of she went decided I'm going to go hike this trail. I've never hiked before. I didn't break my boots in. I can make. I'm making all the mistakes that I that you know that they tried yeah. to help me not to make, but I didn't listen or pay attention. I
1: gashed my leg on the first day, and I was just going to walk it off instead of getting it treated.
0: Yeah, exactly. So, what's the next? Oh, geez, face palming.
1: So the other day. I think, oh. I think it was yesterday. Julia was not feeling well. She was having a bad day. She was feeling ill, oh. and um so I was doing everything that I could to help her. You know, oh, let's get you this. Let's do this. You know, just kind of being the the good fiance. Not yeah. that it's a stretch. That's just you know, I enjoy right. doing stuff not, like that.
0: It's not a heavy lift for you. So then
1: she hits me with this. You know what would make me feel really better? Oh, what? Will you watch twilight with me and i went you fucking oh. spoiled brat no and and we got a good laugh out of that like a hearty laugh um but i was i was dug in my heels i was like no no i don't she goes there's an alternative and i'm like it's got to be better than twilight will you watch 50 shades of gray with me And I went, you want me to, instead of watching Twilight, watch the movie that's based on the fucking fan fiction of Twilight? Yeah, it would help me feel better. I'm like, you know I'm going to absolutely destroy this. I'm going to rip it apart. That's why I want to watch it with you.
0: Wait, I'm sorry. Hold on. Fifty Shades of Grey is based on fan fiction of Twilight? Yes. Yes.
1: The author of the Fifty Shades books wrote fan fiction about Bella and Edward. And that is what Fifty Shades of Grey is. It's not their characters, but she read, she read the Twilight books and was like, oh, imagine it was like this. And I shredded this movie. So I watched this with her and I fucking dissected it brutally because this is horrible. And many times I would look at her and say, you realize that that line right there is something that this person wrote in their book and made money for. It has made yeah. me want to hate right. Like, I want to publish something just so that I can say that I published something better than the Fifty Shades crap. Yeah. This is horrible. Um, it is juvenile. It is wretched. It is terrible. It was a blast to rip it apart with her. It, it was so much fun to sit there and watch this hate watch it essentially um okay i'm very much looking forward to doing it for the next two because i know that i'm committed to it now um but yeah this is the type of movie that should only be hate watched like like the kind of fun that we used to have with manifest where you're just like are you shitting me um until it got to the point where we just couldn't take it anymore so at least this was just one movie um but yeah it it (laughs) Broke my soul, but I, I loved doing it that way with her. And I kept, I, I'd stop it every now and then and be like, are you sure you're okay with this? She's like, oh, I love this. I'm I'm having, like, I got her to do a spit take at one point because I threw something out there and I was just like, are oh, you fine? And she just literally did a spit take and it was great. So, yeah.
0: <clears throat> well, I mean, I guess if you had fun watching it.
1: I had fun tearing it apart. It's a terrible movie. It's a terrible story. Like nobody – and the thing is, as I told her, she said that the books are better. Sure, I'm sure that they are because in the books you could get exposition. You could get inside their heads. You could hear what their thoughts are. Like there's one scene right in the very beginning where she walks into his office and trips and falls down. And they do the whole camera thing where they focus on her face and she looks up and sees him for the first time. And then it just pans over to him. And then he's like, let me help you up. And I was like, i bet you in the book they went on for like paragraphs about the moistness in her panties and how she felt a throbbing in her loins as she stared into his icy blue eyes. She's like, yeah, they did. And I'm like, yeah, that would make it more entertaining. It's still garbage and, and dreck. But, you know, mm-hmm. I, I can definitely see where the book would be better. It usually is anyway. Unless you've got a narrator narrating what's going on in the movie, the book is going to be better.
0: So, yeah. Well, I'm not going to watch the movie or read the books. Oh, please don't. Please don't. I will take your word for it.
1: No, nobody should.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I don't know what your last movie is, so I'll tell my last movie real quick because I'm not going to talk about it in great detail either. I watched The Killer. Oh, is it good? It's the uh, David Fincher Netflix um, original movie. Based on a graphic uh, novel. Yeah, with Michael Fassbender. Um, It is slow. The story is very methodical. (laughs) Uh Uh-oh. Because the killer is very methodical. Okay. a very patient man, because that's what he needs to be as a hitman. Mm -hmm. And so the movie is kind of paced similarly. I enjoyed the story thoroughly. I enjoyed the action when we got the action thoroughly. I really like the movie a lot and I would give it a hard sell with the asterisk of it is very slow and methodical. It is a long 2 hour movie. Okay. And it feels it. Okay. But I enjoyed it thoroughly.
1: Hmm. Well that's this good. Is
0: something I, this is something I would watch again sooner than later. Hmm. But that's all I'm going to say about it because I don't want to ruin it. Okay. Well, I'm going to do
1: the same or similar thing. Um, I went and watched the Marvels and I will say right off the bat that the biggest tragedy here is that all of the headlines are 100% focusing on how poorly it did at the box office. They're focusing on the numbers, lowest gross opening for any Marvel movie in the history of Marvel. Oh, this is tragic. They, they didn't surpass this. You know, their budget was this, this movie was a delight coming off of watching the Loki finale and going into this. It was a pleasure. The movie's great. 100% great. Um, I will say that if Ms. Marvel, okay, Kamala Khan, had not been in here, it probably would have been a mediocre movie. That girl, like, we loved her in Ms. Marvel, the TV series. Yeah. She's there. Her family is there. They all steal the show, quite literally.
0: I saw a meme. It's a picture of her now from the movie. I yep. had a picture of her from the TV series and it was just like uh, we're not going to talk about how this is somehow the same person because she was a young girl when the movie in the show started. And now she's a you know what I mean? Like natural progression of age happened. She's 21 but, now. Yeah. But she does look a lot different from mm-hmm. one to the other, the way they yeah. made her character look even. Um, no, this is I do want to check it out. I'm just trying to find what am I going to find the time to go? because um, I also want to see Godzilla minus one mm-hmm. really bad. That opens in a couple weeks. And Kanan Can- and I, Kanan really wants to go see the Napoleon movie. Ooh.
1: I don't Napoleon. think it looks that good. Yeah. I don't think it looks that
0: good. Oh yeah. He, he really wants to go see that. And it's a hundred percent,
1: not fiction, uh, not historically accurate. So
0: correct. Um, but yeah, I do want to see the Marvels. I really want to see Godzilla minus one. I'm surprised,
1: I'm surprised to not hear the, the Iron Claw on your list of things you want to go to the theater and see.
0: Doesn't open till Christmas. Okay. Okay. Godzilla minus one opens and just, you know, that's the, <laughs> yeah, I'm 100% going to see that. Um, If, yeah. if it comes around here, like, you know what I mean? Like, that's right. that's the issue. Is, is it going to be around here? Well, they've already got people go hyping Claw. it up,
1: talking about how good it is, Zach Efron, blah, blah, blah. So I think it's going to get hyped enough that you'll see it show up
0: here. Yeah. Um that's what I'm hoping.
1: Yeah, The Marvels is an absolute delight. The movie it, I know they said oh it's the shortest Marvel movie yet. Okay. It still was a delight start to finish. Seriously though, Ms Marvel steals the whole thing. Her energy, Good. her zeal like seeing her dance, seeing her enjoying herself like you knew that only half of that was acting. The rest of it was that this is her the the actress. This is her first role ever in anything she's never been an actress yeah. in a commercial anything like that so the joy that you see on her face is partly because it's her first movie and it's a giant marvel blockbuster like yeah she's just she's a delight and the movie was amazing i will say this too there are two quote-unquote P.S.s there's one stinger that comes right at the end of the movie. Like it's literally just right there. Yeah. Uh, one of the best ones I've seen in a long time. I literally gave Julia a Charlie horse um, because I was so excited. And then there's an actual mid credits scene. There's nothing at the very end of the credits, So you can skip out mid credits scene that actually topped the one from before the, the one oh. that was,
0: yeah. So well, I have avoided spoilers so far. So that's good luck with that. Good luck with that. Um. Um, but yeah, it's definitely something I want to check out now. Um, Ms. Marvel there. She is the first uh, TV created uh, you know, TV series or Disney plus series created Marvel character that started as a TV show, went to a movie. Mm-hmm. We've had a lot where it went from a movie to a the TV show, but mm-hmm. this is the first one that was started in the TV show and then made it over to the movie. Mm -hmm. Where would you rate this on your list of of the Marvel cinematic movies? Oh, Jesus.
1: That's a, that's a tough one because we've had so many movies. Top half? Oh, definitely the top half. Um, Okay. I might even, I might even put this in the top like five or six, Uh, but I'd have to sit down and look at all of them again because, you know, like uh, Winter Soldier is always going to have a high place.
0: Winter Soldier, Ragnarok. Mm Mm-hmm uh no way home yeah oh don't
1: don't even get me started on no way home dude yeah um but yeah this one's definitely in the top half and deservedly so i i'm looking forward to you watching it because i feel like by the time you watch it it'll have been out long enough that we can do spoilers
0: all right uh news and trailers then News and trailers.
1: Oh, crap. I clicked off. I'm going to go back up and find it again. (laughs) Uh, Let's see. Okay. Uh, This one was a very happy note for me. Highlander reboot director promises a hardcore yes on using original queen music. Awesome.
0: That's pretty awesome.
1: The way it should be. Uh, Young Rock executive teases season four plans following series cancellation. Stay tuned. I wouldn't say no, honestly. Yeah. I, I love I loved Young Rock. And
0: I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it.
1: I th- I think it'd be good. This is happening more and more. I it, this isn't included in here, but they uh they unceremoniously canceled the Coyote versus Acme movie that was being Oh
0: developed. yeah, they shelved it. Yeah, they shelved it uh as a tax write-off. It was done. But now they they
1: just announced tonight that they're open to allowing others to purchase it. So like Apple, Amazon Prime, Paramount, uh, they're they're shopping it around so that others could purchase
0: it from them. Why can't they do that with well, Batwoman or Batgirl? Well, Batgirl. Well, but here's the thing: Acme vs Coyotes is, is is Looney Tunes. Yeah. How can they shop that around? Those those characters are, aren't they? You know, whatever whatever uh, probably the
1: same the- way that we got spider-man in the mcu and sony owns all the rights you know they just loaned it out i guess
0: yeah but at least it's but it's in the mcu not the dcu true <laughs> um you sent me teddy's christmas trailer without looking <laughs> at it i thought this was gonna be a spoof or another ted movie you know mm-hmm. seth MacFarlane ted except it's young Ted. Right. No, not even close. This is just a G rated of Christmas movie with Zachary Levi, and I have no interest in it. I don't either.
1: It looked a little too um yeah. childish. Yep. Yeah.
0: The family uh, the, plan. Yeah. What'd you think of that? Mark Wahlberg as a assassin by night, by day. He's a family man and he takes his kids on a and his wife on a road trip to Vegas. Uh, so he uh, can
1: It's not just a road trip. He's going there because their cover has been blown and he needs to get to basically witness protection kind of thing. Yeah, um, yeah. I I was about it for a little bit, but there's way too much of the baby in this.
0: Yes, him fighting with the baby strapped to him is a little, yeah.
1: Or, you know, looking in the rearview mirror as he's shooting other cars coming up the road and the baby's watching him, and he's like, the baby was up for the whole time. Like, it really seemed too farcical for me. Yep. So, I won't be
0: watching. So, we got the, last week we got the release of the three Doctor Who specials that are coming out with David Tennant celebrating the 60th anniversary. And now we got word that the Doctor Who Christmas special, the Church of Ruby Road, will be available on Christmas Day on, on Disney Plus, and it's the new Doctor and his new companion. Mm-hmm. I'm so excited for this. Like I am. It
1: it's um, nice to go back to a Christmas episodes and B Christmas episodes that start off a new Doctor.
0: Yes. Love it. Yeah. Um. <coughs> Reach your season two trailer looks awesome i can't wait for it it does has he gotten bigger good lord probably he's an enormous man um i loved watching him walk
1: up to the guy's car and kick the front grill so hard that the airbag went off on him yep (laughs) amazing
0: yeah no it looks great uh i'm very very happy about it um
1: and rather than it being like another small town that he happens to get mixed up in, this is it seems like the focus is going to be on his little special investigations unit squad,
0: yeah, his, his team that he had. Yep. So, so I'm looking forward to that. Um, Adventures of the Naked Umbrella. Was that a them's the rules? Um,
1: Yes. Yes. Okay, good. Yeah. Because see, I got sucked in because it was one of those that, you know, showed up on my YouTube. You know, I'm watching a trailer and then I see a bunch of them on the side and I was like, Oh, this is recent. And I saw Jeremy Davies, and I was like, Well, he's had some pretty good roles, you know, think back at at Uh, Lost and stuff like that. And it said, Tom Arnold's in it. Yeah. And it said action comedy. I was like, okay. And then I watched it and I went, Well, he's getting that one. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, that doesn't look great. Oh, it looks terrible. Absolutely terrible.
0: As we kind of discussed a while ago, uh, with the way they're going to have the boys and, and Gen V and whatnot and back and forth. Uh, the boys new season is going to take place like two days after Gen V finished up. I'm down for that.
1: I yep. think that's a good,
0: a good plan. I like that. I like that.
1: The artful
0: uh, Dodger.
1: Hmm. I think it looks kind of cool. Um, basically, con man back in older days. I'm not even going to begin to guess when. It looks like a Sherlock Holmes kind of thing. 18, you know, the Robert Downey Jr. 1860s. Yeah. I bet. yeah, He's a con man pretending to be a surgeon. And now somebody found him and they're calling on
0: his debt. I don't know. I'll check it out eventually. It doesn't look bad. It doesn't look bad. Yep. Is this going to be on Disney Plus or Hulu or? Hulu. Not that it'll matter soon. (laughs) Yeah, they're going to be joining together. to be one app, apparently. As Mm. long as the price doesn't change, then that's fine, I guess. You know it will. Yes, it will. Uh, Mean Girls, like we talked about earlier, they're doing, like, it's not really a remake. It's kind of a sequel, but... Yep. Based on the Broadway play. Yes. Holy... shit. (sighs) Dude so those clusters frozen empire trailer uh-huh so i will
1: confess i never watched afterlife
0: oh my god i know
1: i, I never saw it in the theater because back then i wasn't going to the theater and then when it came out at home i was just like eh, i i don't i don't know i wasn't in the mood i wasn't in the headspace i just didn't think it would be that good i heard it was good and then i just watched this trailer and I went, fuck! Now I really have to go watch Afterlife because this looked well, amazing.
0: I, I'm giving Afterlife a hard sell. The end, like the, the ending, teared me up as well as other people. I know so many people that got all emotionally broken at the end of the movie. Um, from you, you watch it,
1: I, I will. I, I looked it up. I think it's on Stars right now, but I've yeah. got to. I've got to watch this one because I really want to see Frozen Empire. It looked so good. Yeah.
0: It does. And Afterlife, very good. Very nice. good, very good movie. Like it's a sequel. It's not a reboot. It's a sequel. Right. I don't know if it's a direct sequel to part one or part two, but it's definitely a sequel. Um yeah. Afterlife is so freaking good. Awesome. Um, uh Mr. Monk's Last Case, Monk movie. I'll watch it because I like the monk series. Yeah. It's post COVID. I don't have a lot of But yeah, I'll watch it. Yep. Uh, Bookie. Max. loan sharking. Coming to an end because everyone's legalizing sports betting. (laughs) And how he's dealing with it. So I think it's kind of, it's, it's. It looks fun. Relevant. Yep. Uh, Hannah Waddingham, home for Christmas. I'm torn on this one. I like Hannah Waddingham. It's almost like an old school like Christmas variety show special. Yep.
1: Yeah. yeah. They just had a uh a concert recently and uh I keep seeing clips of it on TikTok constantly and basically like Jason Sudeikis was there singing, uh Hannah Waddingham yeah. was there singing, Beard was there singing and he she actually on stage shaved his beard off um for $7,000 donated to this charity like yeah, funny. Uh, but they were having a lot of fun singing, dancing, watching her and Beard back to back, doing the uh, vocal parts of Love Shack by the B-52s.
0: Oh, that's cool. Yeah,
1: yeah. Uh, what'd you think of Candy Cane Lane? Eddie Murphy wants to uh, dress his house up the best. So he makes a deal with basically a devil of an angel or a devil of an elf. Yeah,
0: I I don't know. A lot of Christmas movies coming out. Silent Night, uh, Violent Night came out last year. So this year we got to go heavy. Mm hmm.
1: Well, I mean, it is Christmas time, so.
0: um, I don't know. What do you think of it?
1: Eh, I, I don't need yeah. to see it. I might be. It might be one of those like, hey, let's throw on a Christmas movie tonight. Oh, we could do that one.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Jillian Bell, um, the the elf. I really like her. I loved her character in the second 20 or 22 Jump Street basically. Her yep. being the roommate. She, I love her her comedy, her delivery. She's really good. So that would be my draw.
0: I get that. Are we ever going to get Beverly Hills Cup 4? I mean, wasn't that supposed to come out like 2 years ago now? Yeah, they've been talking about it. And talking about um, it and talking yeah, about uh, it. Yeah. It seems like it should have been. Uh, I mean, I thought they filmed a bunch of it. It's a Netflix movie. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm looking at it here right now. Principal <laughs> photography began August 29th, 2022, in San Bernardino. They filmed for 58 days. Uh, let's see here. Filming also occurred in Detroit in November of 2022. Perfection wrapped production wrapped earlier this year. So, oh, stop fucking going to sleep. Phone, <laughs> Jesus. Um, oh, Disney Plus is apparently looking to have a um, a Doctor Who spinoff mm. featuring the Eighth Doctor. Yeah. Um, I'm good with having McGann coming back and showing some of his. Is showing some of his adventures, um, as long as they kind of keep continuity correct, if they can figure that out. Because, I mean, he was basically the made for TV Doctor, uh, that movie from 1996 that aired
1: on <laughs> the U.S. Yeah, right? the U.S. version.
0: Yeah. And then he had a scene that they did film for him of him regenerating into Ecc- uh, Ecclestein. Yeah. And then, um, He's done like some podcast stories or, you know, audio, audio adventures and some other stuff, but where he did the voice of the doctor. So I could be down for that. Uh, Inside Out 2. I didn't watch Inside Out 1. Really? Yeah.
1: Mike, go watch Inside Out. I mean. No, like legit, hard sell. Watch Inside Out. None of my kids cared
0: about watching it. None of my kids cared about watching it. No, 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 no. I'm saying
1: you as a father need to watch Inside Out. You don't need to have your kids watch Inside Out. You need to watch Inside Out. Why? Because it's fucking good. And it's emotional. And it deals with a child growing up. And things that are going on inside and memories and core memories. And Mm -hmm. yeah, it's really good. And I didn't even realize they were making a sequel and I'm very excited, but also like trepidatious because the first one was very heartbreaking in a lot of ways. So
0: yeah. (sighs) Dead pool is going to be in Deadpool Three. I don't. I don't <laughs> care. By the way, Deadpool going to be great. Deadpool
1: is now the only MCU movie coming out next year because everything else has been pushed back. We uh, we didn't touch upon it, yeah. but the the strike is over. Yay! SAG after strike is over, we can get back to Finally. stuff. But everything's been pushed back so much that no Marvel movies are coming out. Yeah.
0: He sent me the trailer to Pig Killer, official red band. Trailer, yeah, sorry um, about that. Based on a true story. Yeah, that was that was the drizzling shits. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Um, Jake Busey is still doing stuff apparently.
0: Yeah, I mean, I guess good for him.
1: <sighs> We've got a. Uh, <coughs> that one didn't even. I have to actually click on this one. Oh, yeah. We got kind of a teaser for the final season of The Umbrella Academy, but it's basically nothing. It's the cast being like, yeah, so um, we're excited because the mo- the show's coming back, and it's going to have lots of stuff. Um, there's going to be people. Um, the characters are definitely going to do things. Like, it's all just... Both. Very generic. Yes, yeah, yeah. and they did it on purpose, of course. Uh, we got notification. There was a um, Geeked Week. Netflix was doing a thing on Geeked Week, so there were a lot of things that were coming out. Um, we're going to get a John Wick anime and another TV series that's separate from the Continental. Yep. I don't know. More John Wick is always good, in my
0: opinion. I'm not, I'm not upset about it.
1: Uh, a new standalone Fear Street movie. Hey, I
0: this mean, is good. If they keep going the R-rated route like they did the original three, which surprises me because it's a young adult series. Yeah. I'm here for it. it. Half the fun, though, of the original series was the fact that all three
1: movies technically tied into each other. So a standalone is going to be good, but it won't be as magical in my opinion. Like I kind of like the, the three movie, how do they
0: all... How the beat. trilogy ran together, yeah. Yeah. No, I get that.
1: We talked about this earlier, but Disney Plus and Hulu were merging. Yeah. Oh, November 17th, we're getting Blue Beetle on Max. I'll I'll put that right up on my watch list with Flash, and uh, I do still have to watch the Robert Pattinson Batman, though. That's legit. But, you know, Flash and Blue Beetle, ooh, I better set out some time to not watch those. When we went to see the Marvels the other night, the first trailer that came on was uh, Aquaman 2, and I was visibly disturbed. I was like, ugh. And so afterwards, Julia's like, Now, I'd like to talk about why you were so upset about that. And so I had to go on my diatribe about how they basically took the character of Arthur Curry, made him into a drunk frat boy. Um, You know, there's a lot of dick jokes and and they tried to make it a bro comedy. Plus the fact that he's essentially, even if he survives this whole DCU reboot, nobody cares. Um, Everything going on with Amber Heard, you know, he's supposed to be a dad, but her screen time got cut down. Um, Yeah, there was just... There's a lot of reasons not to want to see that movie. I didn't even get into the CGI hair and how it always has to
0: flow underwater. Yeah, but it does have to flow underwater. Mm. It's flowy. It's it's flowing because it's water and, you know, water
1: makes things flow. Uh, we got
0: oh, the see here. teaser
1: for Damsel. Just think of that.
0: looks decent. It's a fantasy flick with uh, millie bobby brown it's gonna be a netflix movie i believe and mm-hmm. yeah looks decent it, enough it's it's vague
1: but i think what it is they were talking about how you know she's a long line of women who save the kingdom it sounds like they're basically sacrifices thrown to a dragon and yeah, she's sure. fighting back you know she's not going to go down without a fight so
0: exploding kittens teaser trailer nothing for me Oh my god, this looks amazing.
1: I love this. Um, It's based on the card game. It's all dirty, bad humor, and the god kitten, the the cat who plays god in cat form, is voiced by Tom Ellis, who played Lucifer in the TV series. So, awesome twist there to go from being Lucifer to being god, but god in a cat form. Um, I thought it looked great. I'm excited for that one. I'm not sure though about Dead Boy Detectives. Part of me really likes the look of it. Part of me is worried it's gonna be the next um what was it? Lock and Company or Lock and Key. Lock no, not right. Lock and Key. The uh the one that you oh, watched y- that yes. I never
0: watched. Yes. Yes, I know what you're talking about. Yes.
1: Yeah, the brother and sister thing. Yes. Um Yeah, so I'm worried that it's going to get canceled after one season and we won't get any resolution, but it looked decent. I thought it looked pretty good. You know, brains, brawn, ghosts, old school. Yeah. And then we got the fucking trailer for the new Garfield movie. Voiced once again by the ever-present Chris Pratt.
0: I mean, I'm not, I'm not going to be mad at him for it, but I'm just, I'm not a big fan of it either. (laughs)
1: Uh. So this is interesting. I did want to bring this up here. This just popped up tonight. Um, the Kang Dynasty may be over at Marvel Studios. According to a Vanity Fair reporter and the MCU Reign of Marvel Studios co-author Joanna Robinson on the House of Our Podcast, Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania screenwriter Jeff Loveness is no longer working for Marvel or attached to pen the fifth Avengers movie that was titled Avengers the Kang Dynasty. Robinson reported that Loveness is off the project because Marvel is likely moving away from the Kang storyline that threaded both seasons of Loki, the Ant-Man threequel, and future installments of the multiverse saga. And then they go on, blah, 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 blah. Um, variety previously reported that the most pressing issue at a recent studio retreat was majors assault trial because majors Kang has been positioned as the new Thanos. Marvel has been forced to reconsider its plans to center the next phase on the character and reportedly considered recasting majors or pivoting another major Marvel villain, entirely Dr. Doom. Um, No, nothing affected our finale, Loki executive producer Kevin Wright told Comic Book when asked about reports that they were reconfiguring. The story that is on the screen is the one that we set out to make, remarkably so. No one was coming down telling us we had to connect or set up anything else in the future. It was sort of like finish our story that we started. As far as where it's all going, I can't say because I'm being coy. Or not because I'm being coy, but because we're not part of those projects. So... We'd heard rumor, we'd heard speculation. Now it's, it's seeming to come a little bit more. So it's entirely possible that Kang is out. You know, we saw in the season finale of Loki, like you said, they kind of brushed off what happened in Quantumania. They were like, oh, are his variants out there? Yeah, yeah, his variants are out there. But, uh, you know, aside from that one on 616 adjacent, nothing's really happening.
0: Yeah, it just seems like they've they're done with it.
1: Yeah. So, I don't know how they're going to handle that. I wouldn't be upset if they switched to Dr. Doom, but it also seems really bad to just kind of throw him in in the middle of this when we've had zero build up so far. Maybe this is also why everything's being pushed back to 2025 because they're completely refiguring their timelines.
0: I mean, I guess that makes sense. The writer strike. I mean, the writer strike and then the actor's strike. And now trying to get Kang out of the storylines. Uh, obviously, talks of bringing back <laughs> original Avengers as well. And mm-hmm.
1: Which, we will see what happens now that Loki sits at the center of the multiverse. He could do yeah. something like that. Ooh, yeah, he really could. Pluck them out of a different multiverse and yeah. stick them where you wanted. I mean, they're all variants now. So, yeah. Uh, that's all I got, though.
0: That's it for me as well. Um, so I guess, yeah. <coughs> Until next week, uh, I'm on Twitter and social media is whatever they call it now. I think it's X. I don't know. I'm just gonna keep calling it Twitter. Uh, I'm Superstar Mel, though.
1: I'm the Quantum Geek G33K. We'll you. uh. Yeah, we'll hopefully talk to you next week. Later.